0: everybody, and welcome to SNEScapades Special, a special episode where we take a break from ranking games to reflect back on the games that we've already ranked with some special guests. I'm Steampunk Link. I'm Emmy Zero. And we have two
1: special guests on the line today. First time we've done this. I am really, really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited, too. I think this is going to be great. Awesome people uh, to bring on today. So, uh, yeah, who do we have here with us?
2: He is one of the hosts of Catching Up on Cinema. Trevor's here. My name is Trevor. Uh, I'm the co-host of Catching Up on Cinema. It's a film analysis podcast. And basically the gimmick is that uh, we're two friends who take turns exchanging like introductions to movies. So in any given scenario, you'll have at least one person being intimately familiar with the film and one person who's seeing it for the first time. Uh, so you get the novelty of having one person with like, a genuine attachment to the product, and one person who just could not care <laughs> less.
0: <laughs> you guys talk about some really interesting stuff. You guys definitely go into some things that I've never heard of before. Um, and one that stands out that I listened to recently was a um, – I believe it was a Mexican film called
2: They Are the Flesh or We Are the Flesh. Oh, yes. Uh, we are the flesh. That was part of our, uh, not to drop a big expletive, but, uh, effed up, effed up stuff month, rather. (laughs) We we can just spin jump that. We can spin jump that. It's okay. So yeah, it was part of our effed up stuff month. And, uh, yes, it is certainly an effed up movie. Uh, very, very interesting though. If you're, if you're into that kind of thing.
0: It is definitely not something that would have ever come across my radar, and so it was really interesting hearing you guys talk about that one. Uh, it, it just stood out to me because it was just such a different movie, and, and hearing your guys' uh, takes on it was really fascinating. So,
2: well, Yeah, we're, we're both pretty well-versed in the world of cinema, so I mean the whole idea is – to catch up on cinema that we haven't seen so uh, we kind of have to stray off the beaten path sometimes and that's the kind of stuff you find <laughs>
0: all right so anyway uh our other guests waiting in the wings here uh greg he is one of the hosts of the nerds from the crypt podcast as well as the co-writer of the graphic novel series junior braves of the apocalypse greg how's it going it's going pretty good Awesome. Junior Braves from the Apocalypse. I, I need to say I am always surprised by two things in just pop culture in general. One, that zombies are still a thing. And two, <laughs> people are still finding interesting things to do with zombies. And uh, that's kind of what you guys are doing with uh, Junior Braves of the Apocalypse. You want to talk about that really quick?
3: Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's kind of like a little homage love letter to uh, um, Romero and uh, and everything he put together with uh, the crazies and uh, Night of Living Dead. And uh, and and all of the the, those films that kind of came from from that uh, genesis and uh, my my writing partner, Mike, and I growing up watching those types of movies and stuff and and coming back to them as we were older, we're like, you know, there's so much so much good stuff in there. And there's so much interesting things that can be talked about in a different perspective. And then also our love for things like the Monster Squad and the Goonies. And if you put those things together and you just have a whole bunch of really cool stories with kids being super resilient. I mean, how can you lose?
1: Yeah. You got a a delicious, uh, rotting flesh, uh, peanut butter and chocolate situation there. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah.
3: (laughs) It is super delicious.
0: Uh, we can't thank you both enough for being here. This is really cool. Having you both here. Um, I've never done the whole guest thing before, so I'm going to try to just kind of, muddle through this we're just gonna have a really freeform conversation today i figured i'd just kind of start things out just by asking what is your guys's relationship to the super nintendo like um what stage of your life were you in when it came out and what were some of your favorite games um and i'll let you guys decide who wants to go first
2: i'll have at it um (laughs) so i was what uh four five years old when the super nintendo came out in the u.s and uh I was very, very fortunate to have gotten one in our household. Uh, I have an older brother. He's four years older than me. And it was, you know, a gift for both of us. And the idea was um, every game we had to own, especially early on, had to have some element of co-op or basically the two-player So mode. both of you could
1: play together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: It's like, we got to shut up the kids. We may as well shut up both of them at the same time. <laughs> um, huh. But- so I have very fond memories of the Super Nintendo throughout my entire life. I'm actually a collector of uh, physical SNES cartridges. I have like 160 games or something. Oh wow, that's oh, really wow.
1: Cool. cool. What's your do you, do you have a, do you have a piece that's like the pride of your collection?
2: Well, I mean, collecting's a funny thing because uh, inevitably, like, you're going to have two separate sections. There's going to be uh-huh. like the the money products, and then there's going to be the ones with sentimental value. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, so for me, things like Pocky and Rocky are like that, that's like my stuff. That's, that's why I play the Super Nintendo. It's like one of my very favorite games. Uh, but then, you know, there's the Chrono Triggers and the Earthbound's out there that I don't own Earthbound, and there's a reason for that. It's not one of my favorite games. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd say Pocky and Rocky's one of them. Uh, Ninja Warriors is also one oh, of them. Oh, sure, too. sure. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. game for sure. Yeah.
2: And I also collect Super Famicom games as well uh, because, you know, there's tons of exclusives. Uh, you guys are doing yourselves a favor by sticking with just the, the U.S. releases because uh, things <laughs> no. could get real messy real fast if you find uh-huh. right into that.
0: <laughs> kind of. But th- there are a few games that we kind of want to make exceptions for at some point. Maybe we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I I know yeah. we, we played um, Clock Tower for a YouTube channel that's no longer up, but uh, we did that A while back and just loved that game So there's a few Famicom Mm -hmm. games that I would Really enjoy getting into
1: I'm going to find a way for us to talk about Terranigma At some point because oh, that game was yeah. amazing and it came out in English but not in the U.S. That was like a, one of those weird cases where it got translated from Japanese but only ended up in Europe. So, yeah, t- that, that was definitely part of our, our thing was was keeping things a little bit cleaner by just focusing on uh, the North American library because that gave us a very solid goal for what we were actually talking about.
2: Well, you've done a bang-up job so far. Oh, well, thank you. But uh funny you mentioned the the potential for crossing over into, into Super Famicom games. Uh there's actually one that you guys have covered that I would like to bring up at some point while we're talking.
1: All right.
3: Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, that's I guess
2: that's my piece. Uh, Greg. Uh Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Me? Ah, uh, so like I guess I'm the, the slightly older person in this group here. Uh my junior high years going into like the end of junior high and high school was when Super Nintendo came out. So cool. a lot of it was uh hanging out at um my friend Derek's house who he was the only kid that had one and everyone else was like, we have to go over to his house. And so it was just a lineup <laughs> at Derek's house on Saturday morning, as soon as his mom cleared the door and let everybody come over. And we were just taking turns playing whoever, you know, wh- whoever could get next on whatever two player game, whatever they're playing. So if it was street fighter, it was street fighter for as long as people wanted to play street fighter or Mario Kart or whatever. But that's, I mean, I think a majority of like ninth grade was just that hanging out at that dude's house for like every weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Countless hours. So did you ever own one yourself as a kid? I, you know, so sadly I did not, I, I didn't own one until I want to say probably until, uh, well after it was, uh, I'd say like, even when people weren't really collecting them, they're just kind of like, you just find them, you know, you just find them mm-hmm. somewhere and you I get, mean, that's and the like... best
1: time to, to get your hands on something like that. Right. When like, oh, totally it's, yeah. it's great and it's available, but nobody cares enough about it for it to be worth a lot of money. So
3: yeah, as Link knows, he's, he's seen me at the, at the shop. So uh, like the extensive collection of, of random things that I've collected over time uh, since then has just been spurred by it. the desire to, to collect things that I did not have.
0: Yeah. For for me, it's like collecting the things that I did have, but lost in the various moves throughout my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the things just kind of disappear, but yeah. Yeah. Greg, did you have a favorite game that you would play over at your friend's house or uh, one that stands out in your mind?
3: So it stands out in my mind. Um, so I, I would say like a lot of street fighter was logged and a lot of Mario Kart was logged. Um, but um, there was definitely, I, I would say, uh, I I totally dug the fact that uh, his little brother had Mario paint, which I know y'all talked about. And uh, I like the fact you could mess around with it and make music. Mm -hmm. So even though it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, that it's, it's that, that uh, um, by, by today's standards and definition, it is not, it's not what you make beats with, but at the time it's what we had. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, people have expanded on the the Mario Paint composer specifically. Like, I know there is a Mario Paint composer online that has uh, a lot more functionality than the original did. Of course, I mean, like the original didn't even have like sharps and flats in it, but. But yeah, like people love that composer.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like people, there are definitely a lot of people who got their start, like the first place they were ever exposed to the idea of like making music with a program was Mario Paint. So like it's a huge thing for a lot of people in in that way for sure. You
0: yeah, know, Mario Paint's a good one. So Street Fighter 2 also a good one. We were really surprised at how well the original Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo holds up today. Like I was really expecting that one to kind of feel lackluster in comparison to everything that's come after it, but wow, they still really nailed it right out of the gate with that one.
1: That's just that's a good game. That's a good game. Um for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh any other games anyone wants to bring up just out just of nostalgia or anything else or before we move on to another topic. I mean I could
2: I could go on and on and on about that, but um
3: <laughs> Please please do. I mean so, like- Super Smash T V was one that like I always, I know it's a big old like hot mess of a shooter game, but it's definitely in the sense of like you just want to just sit down and just like blast things for a while with a buddy. And you're just like, oh, hey, this is kind of just like fun or whatever. And you don't have a bunch of quarters to go down to the arcade. It's, you know it's passable it's it's serviceable right so
0: (laughs) yeah that is one issue with doing the show the way that we've done it is that we don't get a chance to actually meet in person all that often so we don't like like with with co-op games we don't always get to actually try out the co-op because i you know super smash tv might be one of those games that fared a lot better on our
1: list if i mean i definitely have i definitely have some very fond memories of playing that game when i was younger you know, in co-op with other people. Part of that is probably just me having been younger and, you know, just having fun doing stuff with my friends, but yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think that you know, it's it's de- that that's definitely one where I think our opinion of it probably would have gone up at least at least a, a few notches if we'd been able to to play it together like that. So, so
0: Trevor, it sounds like you had uh, at least one other game that you you could talk about.
2: I can do some quick name dropping here, but there's a couple I'd like to spotlight. Um, it's funny because a lot of a lot of my youth, um, I feel like a lot of my memories of the super Nintendo weren't just like playing with my brother in the basement, but I feel like a lot of games I associated with like specific households, like friends from school and whatnot. So like I had a friend that he was the guy who had star Fox before everyone else. Uh, I remember spending the night at his house and pissing off his parents. Cause I stayed up all night and I was playing <laughs> at like three in the morning. And then even when I had the game off and was, you know, in a, a house that was meant to be sleeping at 3 a.m. I was still like humming the corneria theme. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I had a, a friend who had a whole bunch of esoteric games. Like he had, uh, uni and axlay. Oh, um, yeah. th- this was the guy who had like Diablo on PS one. Um, he was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so he, here's the one and like Kendo rage. He had all the weird games. Um, <laughs> But for me personally, like the one game that like I still to this day pick up and play is a Mega Man X.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. I actually beat it like about a month ago, I was actually editing the podcast. And when I'm doing that, I have to listen to the playback. So I just have to be like stationary and have at least part of my brain trained on the audio that I'm playing back. So I just muted the game and played it and then before you know it, it's like, Oh, I'm at Sigma. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I beat it. Oh <laughs> god I still got it. <laughs> and
0: yeah, nobody was yeah. here to see
3: it.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, Mega Man X is definitely a, a game that, that yeah, I've got a lot of fond memories with X2 as well. Um, we'll we'll get there eventually. You know, I, I don't need to take up a lot of time talking about that. It, just to say that like nineteen ninety five is when I moved from St. Louis to Washington as a kid. So I've got a lot of memories attached to games that came out in early '95, and kind of being like the last things that I played with my friends over there. And so, yeah, we'll we'll get to Mega Man X two someday in Donkey Kong Country, and I will try not to cry as we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
3: Mega, that Mega Man X was like the one game that when it came into the shop, it, it, it gave me the sweats when this this dude was like. I, I wanna trade this in. And I was like, Well what, what, what You you, you do? Trade really? this <laughs> do you want to get rid of this? And I, <laughs> I was like, What do you want for it? <laughs> I, I, I I literally had one of those moments of like, is this really happening? Is he just punking me? Is this like so oh man, it's
1: such a good sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 worries I yeah I can't wait till we get to talk about Mega Man stuff in general because that's uh, yeah no
1: it's it's gonna be really great I, I I also have really fond memories of of that game uh, that was absolutely one of my like formative Super Nintendo game experiences and uh, yeah no it's it's uh, I, I'm sure yeah we're gonna have a lot of of conversation about that once once it comes up. I think what we've got going on here, this conversation with the four of us is slightly too, you know, it's, it's, it's lacking something. I Uh, think it it could use an element of conflict. (gasps) Okay. So you guys have, have seen our list. Uh, You know how we've ranked all of the, the hundred games that are on the list so far. Do you have any challenges for us? Do you have anything that you think we got wrong and that, that either needs to go higher or lower and you know, uh, you know, do you do you want basically to uh, to come on here and just disrespect our opinions to
3: our face? <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's gonna get uh, salty.
2: Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any like outright challenges to your authority, uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I mean, I have some games that I'd like to spotlight, and maybe just you know, oh,
1: please, get, yeah, get you yeah. To,
2: get you to maybe take a second look at. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I I I'm sorry, I can't really offer any assistance when it comes to possibly re-ranking them, but these are just ones that I. You know, maybe I have a personal attachment to, and maybe think they're they're worth another look.
1: I, I think one of the things that is is true about me and link is that we are coming at, at some of this stuff from pretty similar places, so I think we can get a little bit echo chambery sometimes with how we 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 discuss games so uh, I'm genuinely really uh excited to hear what you guys have to say and and what what your thoughts on on these games are.
2: okay, well, I'm glad to hear that cause, um I do get the sense that like. Maybe our, our tastes in games or, or the particular subgenres that, you know, appeal to our core, uh, mm-hmm. differ in some ways. So, uh, the first one that I want to bring up, um, is, you know, timely. Uh, this would be number 48 on your list. Uh, super, super double dragon. Um, the reason I wanted to bring this one up is, uh, and I, I hinted that at this earlier is that, uh, the super Famicom version of this game, uh, return of double dragon, uh, I I think Emmy Zero mentioned on the episode, uh, it felt unfinished. Yes. And it's because it is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's it's because Super Double Dragon is an unfinished product. Um, They took another swing at it when they released it in Japan. Um, It's still somewhat lacking in a lot of areas, but it does have some minor additions that I think are meaningful. And funny enough, uh, the some of the music you used for the interludes in that particular episode are actually only in the Japanese version of that game. Oh,
0: dang. Are they
2: really? Did I actually do that? Uh, there's not very much music in the game. So, you know, you probably had like five choices to pick from and you just yeah. happened to pick
0: the <laughs> Japanese version. I just always one. look on YouTube and just look for game title, SNES o- OST, and <laughs> see what I find. So. That's interesting. I mean, I knew that there was a lot of stuff that we missed out on in that version of the game that came over here because I, I read on like the cuttingroomfloor.net that um, there were extra cutscenes and things like that that are in the game but aren't in the game that we got over in, in North America. Uh, and like things like uh, the, the final boss, Duke or whatever his name was, that's elaborated on a lot more in the Japanese
2: version. Yeah, uh slightly. I mean let's let's okay. let's not pretend that the double I mean, Dragon it's, series it's is still no going
1: character. to be double Dragon,
2: so you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean there's a couple of small additions in the form of like uh I feel like that the enemy AI is polished a little better in the Japanese version. Um there's a couple more animations. There's um that's actually one part of the game that I I like I would have liked to have heard you guys talk more about is um just the the, the feel and the presentation in a beat-em-up are, are, are everything to a yes. beat-em-up. I mean, it's, it's a very simple thing. It only does one thing. You walk to the right, sometimes the left, and you yeah. hit things. <laughs> and if it doesn't look or feel right, then why, why am I playing the game? Um, and it's minute differences between games in, in those areas of quality that, that gauge their quality. Um, and part of why I've always loved Super Double Dragon is how like, varied your arsenal is especially for the time, like you have a extensive move list in that game, like uh, grabbing people by the hair and like getting to decide what to do with them is, Mm -hmm. is a novelty that doesn't get old for me anyway.
0: Yeah. And I guess my feeling on that is that previous double dragons had already done that, and it it just didn't feel like they were expanding on the formula in a way that felt like justified this new version on the Like What I had done a lot in that episode was kind of compare it to Super Castlevania and kind of looking at how Castlevania really went above and beyond what it needed to be um, to justify its existence on the Super Nintendo, whereas this just kind of felt like eh, it's just kind of doing exactly the NES game, but kind of with a 16-bit coat of paint. And that was kind of where i fell on it
2: but yeah you're not wrong um it it isn't like a giant leap like castlevania 4 was that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah. and it does feel like you're underwater sometimes when you're playing it because it <laughs> yes. is it's it is slow, kind of like, slow <laughs> I, I i will
1: say i do actually like the animations in that game a lot like it's, especially the animation for 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 billy um you know i think he's got some some very some very like kind of uh you know nicely choreographed looking moves um so even though it is slow that is a benefit to to you know having uh having i i guess a slightly slower speed as it can kind of luxuriate in some of those animations a little bit more um but yeah i would be really interested honestly to play the japanese version and kind of see if you know all of those sort of um, you know improvements and finishing touches and things kind of uh, puts that game together in a way that I don't feel like it really quite was uh, in in its its North American version.
2: Yeah, don't don't expect it to you know be a completely new product. Uh, every edition is very minor. You know I think it's certainly
1: true that that there are a lot of ways in which just minor kind of nips and tucks here and there can really change the way you feel about the end result of of a game there there's lots of instances where uh there's available you know beta versions of of games that you know just feel kind of off compared to the the final product and yeah i would be really interested to to Give the Super Famicom version uh, a, a whirl and see what those, those changes do to the overall, the overall feel of it.
2: Well, at the risk of stepping all over my own argument here, um, I tend to do that. Um, <laughs> this, this is what happens when you think out loud? Um, I'm going to make a weird analogy here. Um, and that would be, uh, so another, another product that has multiple versions, depending on what region you, you are from, uh, Godzilla 1985. Um, Super Double Dragon kind of makes me think of that movie because uh, if you ask me personally um, both products uh, there is no perfect version of it so Godzilla 1984 and 85 differ in many ways most people would say the 1984 version the Japanese version is the superior one but in some ways like they meet in the middle um, and it, it, if you took some elements from the American version and transposed them onto the Japanese version I think that would be the the perfect version of that particular somewhat mediocre movie
1: (laughs) Um. yeah i mean i i get what you're saying like my my kind of movie analogy for that would probably be like the richard donner version of superman 2 exactly which i think yeah which i think there are benefits to the things they added to that but there is probably there is probably you know some kind of perfect version out there sort of in between that that somebody could put together that isn't quite what either version is. Yeah, so. Release
2: the Snyder cut. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> um, but in regards to Super Double Dragon, though, like one of the, the problems actually, I think, with the Japanese version is uh music. Um there's there's some use of music, and like I said, even the Japanese version has only like seven pieces of music for the whole game. But um I actually think Uh, Some of the uses of music, because the placement of the music tracks actually differs. Like different levels have different music, like background music in them, depending on which version you play. And I actually think I prefer the American version in some instances. Hmm, Like there's the, the truck level that I love the music there in the American version, but that ends up being the final level music in the Japanese version. It just That's doesn't, interesting. it just doesn't fit as well. If you ask me,
0: I wouldn't mind revisiting that game just to try like maybe the co-op too. Cause you know, again, we didn't get to yeah, do it co-op and that I, would also I, be good, yeah. I would like to test my theory that maybe they did not adjust how many enemies are on screen at a time when you're playing one player versus co-op, therefore making the single player version almost infinitely more difficult to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's what they did or not. It just kind of felt like I was dealing with a lot more enemies than I could possibly be expected to handle when I was playing at one player, but maybe I'm just bad at games. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: I hate to say you might be the latter.
0: There's that. There's that <laughs> there,
2: yeah. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> um, get good. As the kids say. Um, oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, we're just so- going to drop Trevor from this call now. and. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, so, que- question for both of you, though. Um, yeah. Did, did you ever try the block button? It's it's the B button. <laughs> B for block. <laughs> that almost makes sense. Oh my god!
1: No, I mean, yeah, I, I did. Oh, I, I, I did. I did try the block button. Um, you know, I just, I, I kind of felt like because the game was was so sluggish it felt like my reaction times were, were off in it in a mm. way where like blocking didn't really improve you know, improve my ability to get through the game overall that much, mm. even though, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, shaking was,
0: my head so hard. Right yeah. yeah no, I can I, see I, it. I I can it. It's almost like a parry it. system, right? Where you have to hit the block button at the right time to like grab the enemy or
2: not even it. it oh, it your wasn't your timing. There's, you can just there's hold a, it down, right? There's a, like, oh. no, you, you tap it. Um, your timing doesn't have to be amazing. You get like a okay. one second window, which is a lot in this kind of game, especially right. one there's, that feels perfect. Yeah, it doesn't have to be frame perfect. It's not a just defense or, or you know, okay. red parry or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, sure. it's it's the most satisfying part of the game. You grab people's arms and you backhand them until they cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: one thing going back to the animations of the game that I had in my notes, but I, I think I forgot to bring up in the show, is that I did like when you fully powered up your character, they would just kind of have this stance like, <laughs> like they're like, like like they're trying to scare off predators or something. Like it's I kind of enjoyed that. It, it gave me a laugh. They're trying to
1: make themselves real big. Ah. Yeah, they,
2: they look like they uh, maybe hit their fiber quota for the day, <laughs> 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 unleashing their their primal fury on everyone who's in the in their path towards Ray. their very really specific destination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, so Greg,
0: yeah. I know we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. You have a, a, a bone to pick, I believe, oh, right?
3: Yeah, I think you, you I mean, criminally underrated a, a, a game on your list and it put it so far, on the, so far on the bottom of the list that people that, that might enjoy such a delight in their life would never even look at it if they're looking at your list because it's so far down there on the list. They, they would just miss it. Okay.
0: Is it, is it a game that happens to be in the bottom 10,
3: say? It is. It is. And, right. it, and I, I think, I I think, I think it, it, it's so much better than that. It's so much more than that. And Pit Fighter deserves to, no, to rise up. No, it up. isn't. Oh, it, no, it here isn't. we go. Here no, we it's go. not. It, it's
0: not Pit. What, what is it, it actually? to
3: climb up to the, to the top of the pit and fight its way up, because it's such a beautiful game. So much is, went into that game. Is this so seriously what you were building played? up? Is, is,
0: you, you were not going to defend Ultraman? Were you really building up to this, to, to Pit Fighter?
3: Oh, no, I can't defend Ultraman. I mean, I, I like <laughs> Ultraman, like the movies and TV shows and stuff like that, but the game is garbage. Uh, um, that You watched me play that. That was horrible. It was. I, I was I gave up. I was like, my hands hurt. I can't play this anymore. I cannot. I cannot beat this thing. Quitter. Uh, I. Well, I know. I won't. I will not deny that I was. How many I, times I, are we going to have to say "get good" on this podcast? I, you're going to have to <laughs> say it a lot. No, no. I, I will tell you. A game Did that you was, try the block button? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Criminally underrated. Well, that's your first though.
2: mistake. <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, PGA golf tour. Tour golf on your number forty-seven. Okay. So one of the sad realities of my life, uh, when I did go stay with cousins and stuff was that, uh, usually uncle, my uncle would, uh, take us down and we would rent some things from the video store and, uh, when we'd rent uh, games and stuff like that, it was usually, oh, you know, we're going to grab these and oh, it doesn't look like anything really good. You know, like we would be trying to find like good titles and stuff like that. But usually by the time we got to the store, everything good was already, already snatched up. And uh, he, he would like, oh yeah, we'll just grab this game. This looks good. And it was like, usually golf bowling, something like some sort of like, you know, okay, that, that, that sounds like fun or whatever. But in all actuality, like if you're if that's like the only game you have to play for a weekend, and you and your cousins are are sitting there trying to like outdo each other, it can be ridiculously fun. Yeah, no, I mean we've actually kind of
0: liked uh, a lot of the golf games on the Senes that we've played so far. I know we've got another one coming up in the the next couple episodes um, that I, I just looked at uh not too long ago that i was really enjoying as well you know it's kind of funny actually you know when you say pga tour because i think that might be that and House hole in one right above it are the two highest ranked golf games i'm actually i'm, I'm myself a little bit surprised that it, they're they're as low as they are
1: yeah i mean i think part of it is just that that those both came in a while ago and i don't know what it is about them but for whatever reason they didn't come up again a bunch when we were discussing where, where a lot of the stuff that we ended up ranking above them, you know, needed to be in the conversation. So, you know, it's funny though, like the thing you're talking about with like that being like the only game you had available to you that you just drilled down on and played a ton of and really kind of got into it. Like, that's something that we've talked a little bit about a few different times over the course of this show about how there's there's been games that uh you know we took a look at and thought well this isn't great it's got some very like confusing or obscure mechanics or mm-hmm. something that just you know doesn't make an incredibly good first impression but if you were playing this and this was more or less the only game you had to play for a while you would find all those things that are are kind of obscure or weird about this to be kind of things you could dig into and, and you know, learn about. And uh, they might actually become strengths over time. You know, the, the kind of landscape we have now for, for playing games is that, you know, if something doesn't grab you immediately you have uh, other options and i think that that can be tough because it does mean that there are probably some games that we could have amazing experiences with that we didn't have the the time or the compulsion to to commit ourselves to them well enough to really kind of get into the guts of it and see what we would think about it in, in that sense.
3: And it's, it is so weird too. Cause like, I'm not, I don't golf in real life. Like right. I don't, I don't, I'm not like a sports person, you know? So it's like being stuck with those types of games because that's, that's what you got stuck with when they rented it. <laughs> You're just <laughs> like, all right, I
0: love yeah. it. <laughs> it's also just a case of like, you know, I do still think that the list as it exists right now, or, you know, these, these first hundred games, you know, like mm-hmm. you've got a pretty good chance of picking something Pretty decent. Just if you were to grab one at random, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, PGA Tour golf is only a few spots, maybe a spot above Super Double Dragon right now. And I mean, like I wouldn't call either of those games bad. And for everything I just said about Super Double Dragon, like I don't think it was a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I, I thought there were a lot of things that were enjoyable about it. It just didn't quite rise up the ranks for me. But you know, like I said, we will probably revisit these since we are being challenged and, and see if if we, you know, if we reevaluate these if uh, maybe they rise up the
1: list a little bit. So you'll try Rocketeer again? No, never. never, never <laughs> time. That game is, oh my goodness.
0: Folks, the Rocketeer, <laughs> not even once, okay? I Don't. feel
1: so bad for every kid that ended up with that game because they liked the movie and their parents thought it would be like a fun thing for them for Christmas or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh god, I could go on about that one, really.
3: Well, you know so like here's one that like I wish i had played it I never got to play it when the two of you started talking about it I was like oh my gosh that's what it was like so I had an exchange student that stayed with us um and F1 ROC race of champions
1: Oh yeah yeah this
3: okay. dude had to get that game would because not It was
1: F1 game right it,
3: Yeah and he was from Brazil and he wouldn't he wouldn't stop talking about it and he had to get it but the worst part was is that I didn't have, I I didn't have a uh, Super Nintendo, and uh-huh. no one did. And he he had this cartridge, like no one in the neighborhood, not even and and like Derek lived too far away. So uh-huh. like while he was there, and it was like so like there was no way that like this dude was gonna ever play this game while he was staying because uh-huh. he was only here for like two months, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah. So I guess I'll just not. And then and then and then he writes a letter saying. Because it was, you know, he lives in Brazil. He bought the yeah. American version, North American version. Oh, and then we work on the Brazilian. Uh, yeah, dang. Yeah. So he still has this game that he's never played.
1: Well, that I'm sure was a great surprise for him. Whenever he finally did manage to to play that one, uh, I guess, you know maybe uh, he liked it. I don't know. Um, I didn't think it was very good, but you know, <laughs> it's yeah.
0: Yeah, I barely remember uh, that one, and that's that's another problem that comes up a lot now as is, is we get I mean, more and that, more games that, on the system. That, that was that... the one
1: that that was the one that was like bad, weird F Zero, basically.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, bad, you know? weird F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> like F Zero, but if it was bad and weird, that was the one where like it, it didn't even have music during the race, right? So you're just hearing no, the bad it 16-bit it just engine had, noise. It just it, nice. it just had
1: very poorly done like engine noise sound design, basically.
0: Trevor, did you have any more for us that you wanted to to address?
2: Oh, I got plenty. But um, (laughs) first, um, (laughs) this isn't like an argument for the quality of the game, but it was mentioned, so I may as well touch on it. Uh, Ultraman. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean, the, you you get this with any licensed game. Um, it's like a you had to have been there, or you have to have an affinity sure, for the character. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I can admit up front, this game is trash. Like it, it does belong <laughs> towards the bottom. It's garbage. It's it's hard, hot garbage, in fact. Um, but what what I think is funny is that like. If you if you do take a look at like the Super Famicom library, this isn't even the worst Ultraman game on the system. <laughs> oh wow.
3: <laughs> There's others.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, um, isn't there like isn't there like a very bad Ultraman strategy game? Oh
2: yeah. If you pull the lens way back, I mean Ultraman's in ton like any Bon Presto product, Ultraman's probably in it. And you know, they have the, the Kompachi hero games, the SD series.
1: Oh sure sure yeah.
2: But no, there there are at least two other Ultraman games in the exact same vein as this one. I like to think that they're called towards the past and towards the present. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry no. <laughs> no, they're not. Um okay. the first one's just called Ultraman, the other one's just Ultra 7, and they're based on the first two TV series. Um and the graphics, the the music, the gameplay, everything about them is far worse than this one. <laughs> Um, oh, God. this one's based on the, the Australian TV series that we got over here in the States, uh, Ultraman Towards the Future. I actually remember catching that on TV when I was really young and I got really into it. That was my introduction to Ultraman. And, you know, I have developed an affinity for the character since. Um, I mean, obviously it's been running since 1966, but, it's, um, but yeah, the game was, was funny because I remember renting it from like our local grocery store and it handles like crap but you kind of like ease into the crap at some point (laughs) like you get you get fine-tuned to its crappiness (laughs) and you start to learn it um kind of similar to the pga game where Mm -hmm. it's like if you have it for a weekend and that's all you have uh, you kind of you kind of learn how to finagle it and get it to work for you and like for what it's worth the game does actually make an earnest attempt to like adhere to the source material pretty faithfully
1: that is actually something worthy of of praise that they didn't just kind of slap the ultraman name on something that had nothing to do with the character or with like you know kind of the way those battles work in the show so you know fair that that is that is a good point
2: like i said i'm not rallying to have it moved up the list but i am very curious to hear what you guys have to say about um other fighting games on the system because uh, i do think it's better than a handful of them
1: well i mean it's certainly better than another game that i know we're we're gonna talk about before too tremendously long uh Ranma one half hard battle
2: no i i disagree actually
1: really
0: yeah i don't know if i would say that that ultraman is is better than Ronma one half i think that one's still a ways away because we still need to get to the other Ronma game that came out here that wasn't a Ronma game anymore by the time it got localized but oh uh, that's true actually oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I know that there are going to be a lot of fighting games on the Super Nintendo. I mean, this was kind of the boom time for fighting games. So, you know, there's definitely going to be some ones that are probably going to be a lot rougher than Ultraman that um, I can't even think of off the top of my head. Pit Fighter? But, yeah. So, yeah, Pit Fighter. <laughs> you know, yeah. I
2: mean. Oh, Rise of the Robots, Shaq Oh, fun. of Shaq Fu is
3: beautiful. Shaq is, is beautiful.
1: It, it's undeniably a worse game than Pit Fighter. I mean, that is one of ah. that is one of the worst games. Wait, Shaq Fu
0: worse than Pit Fighter? No, no, uh, not, well, no. No, I, I'm oh,
1: sorry, I don't mean Pit Fighter. I mean Ultraman. It's, okay. It's, oh, okay, it's around. It's around the same. It's but it's it's a bottom tier game. I think Shaq Fu at you least know.
2: looks good. Like it doesn't handle at yeah. all. Like you can't handle it. It's a bucking yeah, You can't, you can't
3: yeah. handle it. <laughs> it, it. It's Shaq. You can't handle Shaq. We can't
1: handle. I can't handle Shaq. It's true. No, uh, no one can.
0: All right. Well, um, does anyone else have any other games that they want to highlight that they think maybe uh, that they want to advocate for or or uh, against?
3: I got one in the holster, but I'll leave the floor open for Greg. I don't know. Like me, King of Monsters definitely. I think rates a little bit higher than than where where it fits. But
0: uh,
1: where do we have that one right now? 25 here's what i would say about king of the monsters i think that game is dope as hell i think (laughs) it's really good oh yeah but i think part of why i i didn't really push for it to go higher when we we ranked it for the show was was just kind of knowing how much it had lost from the arcade version, uh, which you know multiple characters, a lot of the really cool like you know voice samples and sound effects and stuff, the game that's still there is 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 a lot of fun, but I did kind of feel like I kind of missed those those other elements of it, yeah, I really like
0: King of the monsters, um but I mean, we are getting into like top thirty territory. I just don't know if there's much room for that to move up because it's just competition's pretty fierce at that point, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm actually very curious um, down the line uh, where King of the Monsters 2 ends up. Yeah, uh, yeah me too. I, I happen to like that game quite a bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it made considerable improvements over the original. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. All right, so uh, Trevor, you had one more?
2: <sighs> yeah, I had one more. Um uh, Axley. Yeah, I did mention this. Uh, this game is very special to me, and I I do think it is an amazing work of quality. Uh, like just as a shmup, and as as a Konami game on on the Super Nintendo, they man, they cranked out some solid products.
1: I think at this point in time, nobody has done games with better production values on the Super Nintendo than Konami has. Like I think that's absolutely a hundred percent
2: true. I always thought the, uh, the North American cover art for Konami games on the Super Nintendo was amazing. And I was so happy when, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, the YouTube channel of uh, My Life in Gaming. Yeah. Yeah. They actually did an interview with the guy who did the paintings. And, oh,
1: really? That's so cool.
2: And it was amazing because, uh, this happened to me like two different times now, um, in rapid succession. Um, the Japanese painter who did the cover art for the Heisei Godzilla movies um i learned his name when he died because someone wrote an article about him and i was like oh my god that's who did those paintings and now i own a whole bunch of his art books <laughs> but for the longest time i had no idea who it was his name is Norioshi orai and uh the guy who did the konami art uh for the nes and the super N- nintendo uh was tom dubois and he did the cover art for x Light. and uh yeah this game i'm shocked This. It's number 56, to be honest, like out of a hundred anyway. Like I'm sure all of these are going to drop for the most part at some point, but um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I love this game. Like it, I, I love that it, it flips back and forth from, you know, vertical to horizontal scrolling from level to level. Like I said, I had a friend who I would go to his house and we would play this obsessively. And we had a thing we'd do where we'd hand the controller off to each other because it is a single player game. But you know, I would do the horizontal levels, and he would do the vertical ones, and oh. it was a way for both of us to enjoy the game. And I really like the the gimmick of having a like your life bar essentially be your weapon loadout. Um, it you know it it's like training wheels, I guess, because most schmops are pretty unforgiving. But being true, able to yeah. take more than one hit on a single life, it's it, you know, it gives you a chance to actually play the game.
0: Yeah. But but, I mean, there, there are games that do that though, that don't make you sacrifice your weapons for it. Like, um, area 88 or, um, sorry, uh, UN squadron area 88 is what they call it outside of here. But yeah.
2: Yes. Um, I've always had a problem with the economy system in that game, to be honest. Um, I do really love area 88 or uh, UN squadron. Um, it's a great game. it, music sometimes a little tinny if you ask me um i feel like some capcom games just have a weird sound to them um that's one of them but the the shop system in that game always bugged me because it's like it teases you with all these planes you can fly and it's like when do i get to fly them it's like well you gotta play a whole bunch of levels and not suck for quite a while it's like well (laughs) it's kind of hard to do when you have a crappy plane that you know I I can't afford weapons for (laughs) because i'm not very good at the game and you're not giving me the tools to be good
1: i suspect we're kind of in comparing that to kind of the way Axelay handles it life meter basically i think we're probably coming at what you know kind of challenge we want to see in a game in from from slightly different directions probably because i think that when we talked about Axelay on the show before uh one of the things we talked about was the fact that like the game, you know, in a way it kind of punishes you for using the weapons you like because those are the ones you're most likely to lose. First, UN Squadron, um, you know, the fact that essentially the the game is giving you the the possibility of a future reward for playing well, to me at least felt, a little friendlier, I guess, like a little bit more inviting than being like, okay, well, you know, play this really well, or you're going to lose the stuff you have. But yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can very much see that that perspective on it. And I will say, actually, it was not a game I played when I was a kid. But I think if I had
2: played it when I was when I was younger,
1: uh, I would have a tremendous amount of affection for
2: it. Yeah, there, there's a phenomenon that I've talked about with my friends uh, in the past um, that maybe you guys have experienced this too. But I feel like. There's like a certain element of like our brain chemistry or something when we're of a certain age that like it's so much easier to get like swept up in a narrative, even if Ooh, it's, yeah. even if it's very thin. Secret of Mana, for instance, is a game that is is not hugely story driven. But when I was very young and I played that game, I projected characterization where there wasn't any. It just felt weightier. It felt like it meant more. Oh, yes, definitely. I kind of got that from Axley as well, just from the really, really basic opening cut scene where, you know, the colony or the earth is invaded or whatever. And then it's it a very good opening end. cut scene. Yeah. And and I want to say, like, the soundtrack for this game is probably like top 15, top 10 for me anyway, on the Super Nintendo. Uh, every track is great.
0: Yeah, Axley definitely had a, had a good soundtrack. So, again, uh, you're, you're, you're going to just tell me to get good. I do not know if I actually got to experience the horizontally scrolling levels because I'm not sure if I ever beat the first level. Oh, um,
2: I was about to ask um, what levels uh, did you all get to? I definitely remember fighting
0: the boss at the end of level one. Uh, I, the spider? Yeah, the spider, mechanical spider thing. I, I don't remember off the top of my head.
2: Did you fight Ed 209? I, I don't think I fought Ed 209. (laughs) Okay, well, fight Ed 209 and then get back. (laughs) It's only level two. You can do it.
3: I believe.
0: All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to go on to our last segment for today. We're, we're gonna we're gonna play a little game here. We're gonna have some fun. We are going to assume that we are we have all been tasked with making SNES multi-carts, That uh, for some reason Nintendo has come to us and and uh, told us that we get to put a limited edition SNES card out there with uh, six games. We're gonna kind of do a, a draft style selection here, so we can't have the same games on our carts. Once a game is picked, it is off the table, and I'm just going to go to uh, random.org here really fast and figure out who's going to go first. Greg, you're going to get first pick. Uh, Emmy, you're going to get to go second. I'm going to go third. Trevor, you are going to get to go fourth, which means you're going to get to pick twice uh, because you're going to get to start um, the second round pick, and we'll just kind of go you know, up and down the list. So it'll kind of go one, two, three, four, Hi. four, three, two, one, one, two, three. You know. Greg, what is your first pick?
3: oh man, I better pick a good one and I better pick it first before anyone else. I am picking uh, David Crane's Amazing Tennis. I have an uncle named David Crane, and I think he would be so happy that I picked a game that, although he had nothing to do with it, was named with his name.
2: Uh, are you really going with that?
3: That is correct. <laughs> okay. So I know you have a
2: Politics alarm? Do y'all have a troll alarm here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I haven't built. one yeah yet. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, uh, you, you know what, Greg is. Greg is going to do what Greg's going to do. That is that is fine. He he's allowed to do that. Greg's going to Greg. Greg's going to Greg. <laughs> that is fine. He's he's allowed to do that. Um, so, Emmy, you are up next.
1: Yeah. Um, so, my picks. I was thinking. I wanted to kind of stay away from. Stuff that is uh, you know, so widely distributed that you know you'd look at it and be you look at a multi-cart that had this on it and be like, oh well, like nobody needs that. I mean, it's already available everywhere. Um, but I still wanted to pick some stuff that was kind of uh key Super Nintendo okay. releases. And I think a game that kind of fits into to both of those categories would be Act Razor. Mm. So that is gonna be my first pick. Um I think that's a great game and one that isn't Totally comparable to pretty much anything else that's that's you know on the system. So uh that that is gonna be that is gonna be my first grab here.
2: Okay. Excellent choice. Yeah, very
1: good choice.
0: All right. So I think from my first pick. This is actually difficult because there are so many good ones still on the table.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Don't you do it.
3: Don't you I
0: th- do it. I think Don't I think my first choice I, I think I'm okay. Don't. So I, I Given how I've you know talked about a lot of these games, especially you know the ones that we've put near the top here, I think I know what everybody who's been listening would expect me to pick, but I'm not going to do that. I think I'm actually going to go with Turtles in time. Oh. Nice
2: nice oh, son of a He p- did it <laughs> did I you you did it <laughs> <laughs> You don't did it <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can just hang up now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
2: only one that matters,
0: <laughs> Trevor. You get two. What are you going to be your two mm. first, your, your first two picks here?
2: Uh well, I'm pretty rattled because you you took the the big one. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I that. I mean, of the games we have on the list right now, uh, that was my number one.
0: Oh, okay, so, I I feel kind of bad now. I did not realize that that was going to be your number one. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, big time.
2: Uh, <laughs> Uh, what will I pick? Um, damn, uh, it's probably going to be, yeah, let's go Axley. Axley? For, okay. For my first pick. All right. Axley. Super Castlevania. 4. Ooh, good one.
0: Well yeah. So for my second pick, I think I am going to go with, know, I think I'm actually going to go with Space Megaforce.
1: Mm, all right and emmy it is to you all right my second pick well okay so i'm gonna go with a game that trevor as you were describing axelay i thought of another game that to me is is sort of fit into a, a, most of the same uh categories as as axelay does for you uh and it is also a konami game uh i'm gonna pick uh legend of the mystical ninja as my second part. Oh, yeah. wonderful choice Love that game. And uh that's a game that I have like a huge attachment to from from my childhood as
2: well. Same here. My brother uh, Drew Sharpie all over the cart. I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kinda surprised that wasn't your first pick actually, Emmy.
1: Well, you know, uh I uh kinda thought that somebody else might go for Act sooner than uh Legend of the Mystical Ninja, so I figured I would I would snap that one up.
0: This ought to be interesting. Greg, what is gonna be your second
3: pick? See, I know what you're all thinking, right? But See, this is one of those things where it's like you don't, you think you know what you're thinking, you think you know what you're gonna get, but you don't know, because that's that's the fun with these mixed bag carts, right? It's uh, it's it's kind of like that's that's the way I'm looking at it. It's kind of like the uh, the 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 cart the the cartridge that that your grandma would pick up because she she was at the store and yeah. she was like, oh hey, these are all the things in the bin, uh-huh. you know? So. So super off-road happened to be in the bin. Mm. And that's that's okay. what, that's what's in this card. That cart. is a good choice. Okay. <laughs> that that is a good and, pick. And that, yeah. Yeah, and like me, you know, I would be like super jacked to get that one on this cartridge cuz that would be super cool. But I would I would I would deal with the other game, you know. But we'll see what happens next later. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, actually you get to pick next cuz
3: uh,
0: Oh, yeah. So Let's so you get a lot more of down man. like this.
3: <laughs> oh, well then. Well, Guess what happens, folks? What happens? We get another good game. Okay. Because it's going to be Super Mario Kart.
1: Okay. Ah, yeah. Very nice. Two racing games. Interesting. Emmy, I believe that means it is your turn again. All right. So we got on my list right now, two games that could be at least partially described as platformers. Great games. I do think that there's time, though, for a little bit of variety here. And that is why I am going to pick the Super Nintendo version of Sim City oh, as my third. Game. Yeah, very um, nice. It's a great version of that game. It's unique and it's totally different from the other games that I've got on here so far.
0: Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's elements of that in ActRaiser a little. There's bit.
1: elements of it with with uh, with ActRaiser. That's true, but. I don't think that anybody would confuse those two games for each other. So,
0: All right. Well, that means it is my turn. And I guess since it's still out there, I'm finally going to pick it. Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Trevor. Uh, Street Fighter 2, big time. Oh, good one. I, I knew that one couldn't last much longer. Yeah, for real.
2: <laughs> do I get a second pick? Or? You do. You do. Oh, look at that. Um, what's it going to be? You know, I think it's going to have to be Final Fight. Final
0: Fight, interesting. All right, and that means it comes back to me. I'm going to go with... Well, I mean, I guess I kind of have to go
2: with The Legend of Zelda, right? I mean... <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, if no one else is going to eat this cake, I, yeah. I guess I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Emmy. All
1: right, so next up. I've got a couple of different options here and I'm kind of trying to decide between them, but I think ultimately what I have to go with here is going to be Contra three, the alien wars. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that needs any explanation, but uh, it's a good game. And uh, I don't see how any, uh, basically I don't see how any multi-cart would, would not be improved by having that on it.
2: Yeah, just say motorcycle level. You're good. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh man missile ride level
2: oh well, that's the second half of the motorcycle that's true that's true yeah it's like it's
3: like uh raiders of the lost dark just say truck yeah truck chase
2: yeah yeah okay fair enough. Fair enough.
3: <laughs> all right greg all right uh king of the monsters okay good pick very good
1: and you do get
3: a second pick there as well it's gonna be a shocker i know Mm-hmm. You're all gonna be confused.
0: I don't. I don't know if you can confuse <laughs> us any further after picking David Crane first. But what? What is it?
3: Earth Defense Force. Earth Defense oh, Force. Oh man.
0: Ooh. All, all right. right. I mean, that's that's really what you want to do. I mean, it's not what I would do, but
1: all right. Uh, Emmy. All right. So this will be my fifth pick. Uh, let's see. What is it gonna be? So I will tell you that several of the other picks that y'all have taken have shaken me up a little bit here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm shook down to my core. Uh, so let me pick for this one something that uh, I kind of don't think anybody else is going to pick, but that I think would be a weird, fun surprise to find on this cart, given what I have on it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be Desert Strike Return to the Gulf.
0: Interesting. Hmm
1: yeah so I don't know that like the name itself carries a ton of weight for for a lot of a lot of folks these days but uh, I think that it's it's kind of a cool precursor to to some of the the sort of you know open world mayhem games that are much more of like a, a common thing these days yeah. than what what we generally had back when when this system was a going concern
0: well let's see so also in the interest of kind of adding some variety to my cart here i think i'm gonna go with lemmings
2: Ooh, Ooh all right yeah that's a one-of-a-kind game on the list so far yeah, i mean there's crusty's fun house but yeah it's uh, not quite as good <laughs> yeah i, I agree <laughs> um so is that to me then? it is it's to you um i think i'm gonna do joe and mac oh joe nice and mac. okay yeah, love that game Good music, good graphic. You're also going to get
0: to start our final round here. So, Oh, uh, okay. Got to pick
2: wisely here. In the interest of variety, because you know, it is a multi-cart, um, Top Gear. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah.
0: I was, that was going to be my next one. So, uh, well, you dang. got me first, so that's I'll bring okay. you back. <laughs> that, that's true. It's, it's only fair. Okay, so with that off the table, then, I think I'm going to go with Spanky's Quest for my last one. And Emmy, what is your last pick?
1: My last pick? Ain't none of y'all picked it yet. It's good. Uh, I am going to take UN Squadron
0: as my mm-hmm. last pick. Oh, yeah. Greg, what is your last pick? Going to go with the Adams Family.
2: That's a nice one. Addams Family. All right.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm going to add a, a new twist to this here. We're going to do two more rounds. But for this next round, you have to pick a sports game. Uh, with the exception being, Greg, you already did that you've kind of ruined my surprise here, but that's oh. okay.
3: <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, I can pick so, another sports game.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I will let you pick uh, anything that you want since you do already have a sports game on there. But if you have another sports game that you want to pick, then go for it. All right.
3: You know, you know, it's looking pretty tasty, looking pretty tasty on this list. I'm just gonna, You know, I'm thinking Bill Lane beers, combat, Basket- <laughs> Be- basketball, 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 <laughs>
1: Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. All right. Uh, extremely timely cross-promotion between early 80s and 90s legend uh, Bill Lambier and uh, the, the late 90s uh, Trey Parker, and Matt Stone, yes. Comedy Baseball. Yes, yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Emmy, it is your pick now.
1: All right. Uh, has to be a sports game, huh? Yep, okay. has to be a sports game. Uh, all right. I am going to pick... You know, I'm not going to pick space football one-on-one because I don't genuinely think that counts as a sports game. I mean, I would but, I would let it slide, but. All right. You know what, then? I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick okay. it. It's super. It's so weird that, uh, you know, I want somebody to just find that on the cart and be like, what is this? Yeah. And, oh. uh, then spend their time trying to puzzle it out. <laughs> all right.
0: So that means it is uh, over to me. And I'm going to pick, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Hal's Hole in One. All right. So I have to pick a golf game. And Trevor, it is on you now.
2: Uh, well, there's the honest pick, and then there's the other one. Um, <laughs> I, I would go with <laughs> Super Soccer.
0: Okay. That's
2: basic. Not Super mid- Soccer Champ. No, That's
0: just right. Super Soccer. <laughs> okay. So what, what, what was the other one that you were thinking, just out of
2: curiosity? George Foreman's KO Boxing. Really? Um, it, it's almost identical to Riddick Bow Boxing, but um, I don't know. It, it's not a very good game, but I love boxing. And I, I used to play Riddick Bow Boxing uh, at, at a barber's house when I was a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm more familiar with it than other sports games on this list.
0: All right. So I'm adding one more, one more little twist here. One more round. It has to be a game from the bottom ten. Except that Greg uh, already picked two of them. So. Oh gosh!
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: once again, Greg, I guess you can pick whatever you want. Um, the wild card,
2: all right. Uh, Trevor, we're going to start with you for this one. Well, Ultraman. I'm going to stand by what I brought up earlier. I'm <laughs> not going to leave him hanging.
0: Ultraman. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick this game because I respect it, not because I think it is any good. But uh, RPM Racing is what I'll go with. And uh, you know what? I don't have a racing game on there anyway. So perfect. And Emmy.
1: Alright, so Earth Defense Force was the only game from this bottom ten that I thought was honestly worth, like, a second well, look. Greg, Greg
3: already so, has... Greg, I know, oh.
1: I know he's already got that one.
3: You've got you, you three wanna,
1: games from Hold there. on,
3: do you want to trade? We could trade. You want to trade something? want to trade? I got some bartering material here. I got Earth Defense Force. You got a little, uh... some... UN Squadron. That seems like a very fair mm. trade.
2: <laughs> I would jump on that. I
1: mean I mean one of us is getting something out of this. So uh uh who knows who who, who knows
2: which one it is. Picturing this conversation happening at a convention <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean it's in minty, you know it's minty condition. We're, no one's touched this.
1: You know you know what? We're trading a shooter for a shooter. Yeah, yeah. I could think of worse. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I get Earth Defense Force, you get UN Squadron. And then, as my other game from the bottom ten, because I think I still have to do that. Uh, well, I, yeah, am, I mean, you've got one now. I technically I would be okay is, with Link. How is my multi cart going to look on the market if it has one less game than everybody? Else's? Well, no, no, like, no. no what I'm if, saying is that, like put that, I, put that I wouldn't on the thing. So you know,
0: well, I would. I, what I'm saying is I wouldn't force you to pick another one from the bottom ten since you have EDF on. Uh, there
1: okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I see <what> you're
3: saying. <laughs>
1: You know what, though? I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to pick something from the bottom ten. And I am going to pick Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone is going on my list.
3: Yes!
0: Okay. And Greg, since, again, you've already got I think two games still on your list from the bottom ten, you can pick whatever you want. So um, As long as no one else has picked it. I can pick whatever I want as long as
3: no one else has picked it.
0: Well, I'm
1: picking Pit Fighter. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> i mean he's the pit fighter stand, so you know like yeah how else was this gonna go really
0: okay so so trevor your cart is uh axlay super castlevania 4 uh, street fighter 2 super soccer final fight joe and mac top gear and ultraman towards the future okay um so my games are turtles in time space mega Four, super mario world hell's hole in one legend of zelda A link to the past lemmings spanky's quest rpm racing and that's it. Uh, Emmys is Actraiser, Legend of, uh, blah, blah, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, SimCity, Space Football, One-on-One, Contra 3, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf, Earth Defense Force, and Home Alone. Greg's is David Crane's Amazing Tennis, Super Off-Road, Super Mario Kart, Bill Lane Beers Combat Basketball, King of the Monsters, UN Squadron, Adam's Family, and Pit Fighter. So uh, I'll probably put up a Twitter poll and uh, maybe have this on a little card or something. Let people vote, see uh, who they think has the best
2: multi card Unless anyone wants to do some trades, I'm not going to ask for turtles in time. That's too valuable. <laughs> 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 It'd be the kind of thing where it's like, oh, it, like you you stole like a toy from Toys R Us, like the last GI Joe from like, uh, from like a little kid. <laughs> it's like, oh man, he's looking <laughs> at oh, with the deer eyes. <laughs> <It's> like. <Yeah. laughs> I, I can't accept this. It's too <laughs> can't do I it. wouldn't enjoy it on as many levels as you would.
0: <laughs> so, uh, folks that is going to do it again, Greg, Trevor, I, I can't thank you guys enough for being here. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun too. And before we go, I guess, uh, I'm going to have you both plug all your stuff. If you guys have any other things other than the, the podcast that we already talked about, Trevor, what do you have going on?
2: Uh, well, like I said, up front, uh, My name is Trevor. I come from a podcast called Catching Up on Cinema. It's a film analysis podcast where myself and my co-host introduce each other to movies and together we catch up on our cinema. Uh, You can find us pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts and we also have a website, catchinguponcinema.com.
0: And uh, uh, anything else or is that it?
2: No, I think that's pretty much it for me, but I should probably mention that um, if you did want to reach out to us on the social medias, um, we do have a Twitter account um, at catching cinema, uh, as well as an Instagram account at catching up on cinema. Awesome. And Greg, I know you've got a couple of things going on, so please tell us about those.
3: All right. Uh, so I'm Greg. I am one of the, from as we talked about earlier, in the crypt. Uh, it's a, it's a horror podcast, but we talk about, uh, horror movies, TV shows, uh, comic books, uh, upcoming kickstarters and, uh, and all those types of things. And, uh, do movie reviews and and um just just in general just just chatting about horror stuff uh i write the uh junior braise of the apocalypse as we talked about earlier too and uh, that can be found at junior braise of the and or uh on our junior braise facebook page and you can find also information on onipress.com uh for more information about junior braves i am constantly on on the social media, so you can find me at that amazing twit uh on twitter or gk wordsmith uh on twitter as well there's also a uh, instagram account where i post all my all my memes and interesting fun fun pictures of uh, food that my grandma and i cook uh and that is uh that amazing twit as well uh currently right now doing a kickstarter for a book called starlight with my friend travis webb and uh artist brett Wadelli. and it is uh super fun uh and also very stressful <laughs> but uh and uh, you can find that at starlight kickstarter uh starlight.com it is a uh, um a fantastical story about bunch of kids or not a bunch of kids about two children superheroes that uh lose their superpowers and grow up trying to be normal and not knowing what normal is and uh then they're kidnapped by space pirates who happen to be cat aliens and uh that's where the adventure takes off all right and
0: uh so and just to let you know the show is going up a week from friday is the kickstarter still gonna be going by then
3: yep it'll still be going we're like in the first week of it so we are that'll be the prime time that's when we need people we need people to check it out and uh watch our fun video that was filmed in the retro emporium so uh and that is the store that my wife and i Run downtown, Kent, Washington.
0: Yeah, I uh, shouted you guys out actually. Ah, uh, uh, uh? <laughs> last episode.
3: I think it was the last he,
0: episode. Yeah,
3: it gave me the feels. Well Maybe was the one worked. before that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i think that is going to do it for us for today again very special thanks to our guests trevor and greg for being here they, they you know they didn't have to do this they, you know they, they volunteered their time yeah. and this has been a, a lot of fun
1: this was great uh it was really cool of you guys to to come by and, and talk about games with us for for an hour and a half and uh yeah we really appreciate it and uh you know thank you so much thank, thank you, you. It was a good time. All right, folks. Uh, Well, that is going to do it for
0: us for today. We will – oh, actually, no. We we do need to discuss one other thing really quick. So Sinescapades is going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus. A very little bit of a hiatus.
1: Not a long one.
0: Yeah. So we are going to be doing some pilots. We're going to have uh, four, maybe three. I'm not – quite sure yet different pilot episodes going up it's going to be all in the same rss feed and everything so you don't have to do anything differently to hear them we're just trying some new things out and we're gonna see how they go i don't even know if we have titles for all of them yet so i'm not even going to go into all of them right now we will get there when we get there so look forward to that and until then as always thanks for listening everybody i'm steampunk link i'm emmy zero play it loud Our intro-outro song is How Now, Brown Cow by TechnoAxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty-free at TechnoAxe.com. That's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E dot com.
1: I drank all of Shaq's novelty sodas, novelty oh. cream sodas that were yes. at, uh, <laughs> at 7-Eleven several years ago, and I still can't handle Shaq
2: oh my uh, gosh
1: yeah somehow. those are delicious those are delicious yeah the orange one was great uh the blueberry one not so much but yeah those were very very good
0: i hope uh, it was better than a weird steven seagal drink that i had from a
2: walmart in college what a time.
1: steven seagal a what oh you had yeah, one of i don't even remember oh. oh no
2: it was awful I'm, I'm sad <laughs> no i've only heard about it from uh, the seagology book <laughs> but I've never actually seen one in the wild. But I was wow. determined to find one, and I
0: never. Yeah, had. it was it was college. It was Boise, Idaho. Look, we all made mistakes in college, okay? Like you know, <laughs> don't don't judge me here.
1: Is that better or worse than all the malt liquor I
2: drank in college? I don't know. <laughs> but uh,
1: one of us got an interesting story out of it.